Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang, I do hope you're well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, that subscribe, maybe that notification bell too, and let's crack on with today's first story. Much love, guys. This story comes from 450 pound throw this away, who says, am I 28 female? A horrible person, forgiving my 450 pound husband, 31 male, of three years, an ultimatum about his weight. And this does come with an update. The title pretty much explains it all. Some details may have been altered for privacy's sake. When my husband and I first got together, he was already overweight. I knew this going into the relationship. However, he had expressed a strong desire to lose weight, plus I really loved him, so things just continued from there. I've always tried to be supportive and encouraging, inviting him with me when I go work out, buying healthy choices from the grocery store, etc. He rejects my offers and buys himself Taco Bell or whatever fast food is closest whenever he can. Predictably, none of this has had any effect. He has gained 70 pounds in the past two years alone. The last thing I want to do is come home someday when we are in our 40s or 50s to find him dead, lying on the floor of a heart attack. This is my fear. Every day I see him eating enormous portions, choosing candy and coke over healthier options. Every day I see him so inactive that he gets edema in his ankles and feet from sitting still so long, staring at a screen. It kills me to see this and and he might as well be doing meth or straight up drinking poison. Either way, he is killing his body. And then there's a small paragraph that talks about their sex life being incredibly lackluster due to the weight, but it goes into a bit too much detail for YouTube. I know my valves included the usual through sickness and health and till death do us part, yada yada, so I feel as though I should just continue keeping on. But at the same time, I feel so unhappy in this marriage. He hasn't taken anything I've said seriously, and I've had several people suggest I get more serious about it. The only thing I can think of is an ultimatum. Lose weight or you'll lose me. Am I being a horrible person? Am I too harsh? I don't even know. He can be very emotionally manipulative and I'm sure he'll hit me with an enormous guilt trip so I have no idea how I'll stay true to my word. What would you do if you were me? And there was some relevant comments on this post where OP replied so... Opia reiterates multiple times that she doesn't necessarily want him to be super fit or thin or or even an average weight, just less likely to die very young from being morbidly obese. Then one commenter asks what this relationship is even doing for OP and if her husband has noticed how little he's providing her. To which Opia replies saying he's definitely sensed a lack of attraction and to some extent the sex issues. I've expressed that I'd like to do other things and he's always all, yeah, me too. Don't worry, baby, I'm working on losing weight and then nothing. Lots of commenters post that OP should see this as an addiction 
OP replied saying, I'm reading everything. That's a good idea. I've actually had a lot of contact with people struggling with drug and alcohol addictions in the treatment setting, so it's helpful to see it as the same. Another commenter who became obese mentions that it was finally coming to terms with what this was doing to their lifespan inspired a true commitment to weight change. OP replied saying, I don't think he's fully aware of how this affects his lifespan. I mean, he knows, but it maybe hasn't sunk in. Currently, his only issues are high cholesterol, high blood pressure, and the edema. However, he is able to ignore all but the edema for the most part. They have no effect on his life. I imagine that actually having a heart attack or something of that nature may be a bit of a wake-up call. I don't want it to get to that though. He's a big boredom eater and I think he snacks a lot just out of habit. Oh hey, it's 10pm, time for my nightly fourth meal. That said, he's probably mildly depressed. I can't imagine it being much more severe than that. We've actually had this conversation before and I've suggested therapy in the past. And OP did come back with an update on what they did. And they said, I said I'd give an update, so here it is. That and I'm somewhat emotionally overwhelmed right now and writing out my thoughts on the matter seems like a good way to deal with it. The day after I made the post, I gave it to him straight. No beating around the bush. I was scared that I'd back down if he started laying on the guilt or became defensive. So I wrote out what I wanted to say beforehand and read it to him. If you notice anything familiar about my statement, I did draw ideas and phrases from the comments that everyone provided. This is what I wrote. First of all, I want you to know that I'm doing this because I love you. It's time for us to seek help, otherwise I do not see a future together. I'm being very serious this time and I have a lot of backup supporting me on this. What I say may hurt, but I'm doing this so that you can clearly see yourself as I see you and understand the gravity of the situation. This is life or death. I cannot stand by and watch you slowly kill yourself any longer. I originally doubted that you wouldn't make it past your 40s or 50s, but after learning some more about morbid obesity, it's possible that you could have as little as five to 10 years left to live if you continue with your current lifestyle. You are only 31 and yet you have multiple serious health issues. With no significant change, these will only continue to multiply. I am very unhappy as your wife. I'm losing attraction to you due to your weight. I'm unsatisfied with our sex life. I'm with you through sickness and in health, but that includes only conditions that are unavoidable and uncontrollable. In sickness and in health does not include self-sabotage and addiction. We do not have the money to spend on expensive doctor appointments and specialist appointments and procedures to try and keep you alive. I do not want a future where I have to wipe your butt for you. I do not want a future where you are bedridden by 35 and I am your nurse. I do not want to see our cats outlive you. I do not want a future where I'm your caretaker rather than your partner in life. I do not want to come home in eight years and find you dead on the floor. I do not want to be a widow in my 30s. I'd rather be a divorcee in my 20s. Everything I'm asking you, I will do with you so that you always have support. I'm behind you 100% and know you can do this. Here are my requests. Start logging what you are eating in MyFitnessPal. Create a profile and figure out how many calories you need to eat in order to lose weight. Stay under that amount. Two, walk for 45 minutes every day. If it's cold outside, you can stay inside and walk up and down the stairs as a substitute. Three, consider seeing a counselor to help you with any emotional issues surrounding your eating habits, such as lack of motivation, poor self-esteem, fatalistic or pessimistic attitude, and so on. 
Alternatively, you could attend an Overeaters Anonymous meeting to find support and encouragement from others who are similar to you. At these meetings, you will find acceptance, understanding, communication, recovery, and power. Four, promise me that you will put your full effort into becoming healthy, not starting tomorrow or next week, but today, right now, effective immediately. Then OP goes on to say, he didn't take it too well at first. He immediately became upset and tried to interject multiple times, though he did let me finish. To be honest, he was pretty mad. I don't remember everything he said, but it ranged from you're being selfish to you just want me to look like Channing Tatum to you married me for who I am to you ruined Christmas. Yes, I'm completely serious. I can see where he's coming from with me marrying for who he is, and that is definitely a spot of guilt for me. I was too fucking in love to even look at everything rationally to realize that I wouldn't be happy and have never been the type to be happy slash into bigger guys. It's just never been me. I was wrong and I know that and I regret it so much. Everything else though, I thought was just shitty. That said, he did agree to use my fitness pal to track his diets or try to stay under his limit, as well as go walk in every other day. The biggest problem is his calorie intake, so I agreed to this as it's far, far better than nothing. So far, he's been sticking to his plan without me even having to remind him until things got bad today. I text him, hey, do you wanna work out soon? Since I was going to do so myself and I thought he might like to join me. Apparently, this was the worst thing I ever could have said because when he got home, he immediately came over to me and started yelling about how I'm forcing him into this. I'm holding the gun to his head. He's going to resent me. I have him cornered and he hates the fact that he feels like he has no choice but to follow through. Oh, and I'm selfish and just want him to look like Channing Tatum again. I don't know why he's so fixated on that because that's not true. Though I wouldn't complain either, lol. I was just kind of dumbfounded because from my perspective, all I'd done is ask a simple question, but apparently it was offensive, I guess. I don't know. Ultimately, what it comes down to is that he identifies as a big guy. It's part of his personality. It defines him. This is what he told me. He never wants to be super fit and muscular. His ideal weight would still put him at a 30 BMI, and he admitted that he would be okay weighing enough to put him at a 37 BMI. He said that losing enough weight to put him at a healthy BMI would be like losing a part of his personality. I guess I don't get it. I didn't realize his issues with his weight ran this deep with him. There's so much that I've been ignorant to. That said, he said that he will attempt to lose weight down to his ideal size, though we cannot see himself weighing any less than that. I don't know what to do. I worry about him. I suppose that any weight loss would be good at this point, but the fact that he sees himself as big as part of his identity worries me. I'm just taking it one day at a time right now. Then there was a couple more relevant comments on this one. So a commenter suggested that OP gives a little time since it's only been a week. And if she did make an impression on her husband, it takes time to get through those feelings and really commit to working on something like this. To which OP says, this is what I think I'll do. I'll give him some time, a month or two. I understand that there will be some speed bumps along the way and I can manage some moodiness here and there since it probably comes with a territory, but I won't wait forever. Another commenter suggests that OP pointing out if he loses some weight, maybe he can do childhood sports again that he loved. And OP replies saying, yes, he used to play hockey and loved it. We've discussed him joining a recreational league for fun and he's always been too big to do that. I'll remind him that he can still play if he wants. And then unfortunately, we didn't get any further update on that. 
And that's an incredibly heartbreaking story from OP's point of view, having to watch someone that you love, you know, get to that unhealthy point and worrying about the future and what it might hold. Like where they, they said a couple of times in that post, you know, coming home to find them potentially dead on the floor from a heart attack or whatever. And then her partner saying, you know, it's part of his identity incredibly sad but what do you guys make of this situation what are your thoughts on that story let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to another selling a little or a lot shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage shopify is there to help you grow shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout 36 percent better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms because businesses that grow grow with shopify Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And our next story comes from Blood Moonshine, who says, I, 32 female, don't know how to handle Thanksgiving with my late husband's family now that I'm dating 30 male. Hi, I've 32 female posted here before about how my husband, 33 male, passed away. And I was starting to date again. I got a lot of good advice, so I'm hoping you guys can help me out one more time. After months of dating around, I met Alan, 30 male, at the end of the summer. He is smart, funny, adorable, and accepts all of my baggage. He's extremely accepting of my memories of my late husband and has no demands of me. I still have pictures up and tell stories from time to time. Alan isn't bothered and supports me unconditionally. Well, Since it's been a few months, he's met my mum and she invited him to Thanksgiving. She adores him for the record. I was excited because he'd get to meet the rest of my family and his family lives out of state so he's used to spending the whole day by himself because of work. I'm still very close to my late husband's family, especially his mum. She and I regularly meet up for lunch. His family is aware of the relationship with Alan and supportive but understandably sad. This hasn't been an issue until today, when my mother-in-law invited me to the family Thanksgiving. Last year, my husband and I didn't attend their dinner because he was feeling sick. I still feel bad about that. Well, if I was alone, it would be no problem. I'd stop by my mum's and make an appearance at my mother-in-law's, except now Alan will be with me. Both my mum and my mother-in-law live in the suburbs of the city where I live, so it's a 40-minute drive there, sometimes longer in traffic. It would be silly to drive Alan all the way home and then drive all the way back and again, all the way home again, all on Thanksgiving. Taking Alan into my mother-in-law's is out of the question in my opinion. Leaving him in the car seems cruel, especially because I know she wants me to visit. Not just pop in and out. And to be honest, I don't want to drive separately because it's a waste of money. And selfishly, I'm looking forward to the drive to my mum's with Alan. So, what do I do here? 
It's been hard enough breaking the news to my late husband's family about having a boyfriend, and Alan has been so understanding about everything. I don't want to abuse that patience or prioritize my mother-in-law over him, but they're still my family. See my problem? Incredibly difficult and sad one in, in, in some cases. My, my first suggestion, you know, if Alan definitely can't go round to mother-in-laws at all, then I would say maybe, you know, if he does get along with people well, can't he stay at your mum's house while you go visit mother-in-law and then you can just come back and everything will be good again. I think that's the a simple scenario, right? You said that your mum adores Alan, so it sounds like it could be, you know, the perfect solution in this one. I think in the future, you know, mother-in-law's family will have to accept Alan at some point, but yeah, I, I can see the concerns, you know, it's only been a year or whatever. It's only been, what is it, about... A, it's only been like is it a year or so so you know since it's like the first thanksgiving it probably is the best decision to be maybe attend alone in this particular situation and maybe alan just stay with your mum because it sounds like sounds like alan does get on with with your family so maybe he can stay there while you visit mother-in-law but scion41790 says if it's at all feasible and you're willing to do it i would just drive separately that way you can enjoy Thanksgiving with your mum and new boyfriend, but still stop by your late husband's family celebration. From your post, this is the first holiday without him, so I think it would mean a lot for you to come. Also, do not bring the new guy. I wouldn't even ask mother-in-law if it's cool to bring him. This is one of those situations where people are going to be a little raw, and even if they think it's cool beforehand, may not take it well as it's happening. So to sum up, go if you can, but just have the new boyfriend drive himself. Poker Brownie says, if Alan is a really cool guy, maybe you could either hang out with your parents for an hour or two, or he could drop you off at the mother-in-law's house and then take the car and go to a movie. If I put myself in his shoes, I don't think I'd even bat an eye at a request like that as long as I have a car, so I'm not stuck somewhere waiting for you. Minx97 says, I feel like other people have answered this question well, so if I may, can I ask a question that is genuine and has no hateful intent? How were you ready to date again so quickly after losing your husband? As I say, no judgment whatsoever. I'm genuinely curious. My mother was made a widow when I was seven and it took her over 10 years before she was able to even consider thinking of someone else. I'm 26 now and with the love of my life and future husband. If anything happened to him, I don't think I'd be able to function properly, let alone date again after one year. What was the process like? Again, I must stress, I have no judgment or hate here, completely and sincerely interested. OP replied to him, probably because I'm the type of person who really doesn't like being alone. I entered the dating game, hoping to have a distraction and get myself out of the house, because months of isolated depression were truly getting to me. Also, we didn't have children together, which probably makes the process a little easier. But I have always wanted a family and at my age, I worry about waiting too long to start one, if that makes sense. And one more from Corey44 who says, it doesn't take that much money to drive separately for 40 minutes. What is that like, $5 worth of gas or less to get there and back? Also, it's pretty excessive that you feel like you can't miss out on 80 minutes of driving with your new boyfriend. Driving separately is the logical solution and your reasons for not wanting to do it are really strange and flimsy. It seems like you just don't want to do this. If that's the case, then don't. If you don't want to, you don't have to. You don't have to come up with a weird and flimsy reasons not to. That just makes it awkward. Now let's move on to that update to find out what happened next. So the update says, I got some really good advice about how to handle the first Thanksgiving after my husband passed. 
since I wanted to see his family as well as spend the day with my boyfriend, Alan. So I knew how much it would mean to my late husband's family for me to at least stop by their dinner, but I also didn't want my boyfriend to feel awkward or pushed aside. I'm happy to say he was an absolute gem and dinner at my mum's was great. We played some games and ate a lot, then Alan drove me to my late husband's family's dinner and dropped me off. I said hello to everyone and had a small plate. So much food, then left after about an hour. My mother-in-law was so happy to see me and even though it was hard, she pulled me aside and cried a bit. I'm glad I went. While I visited, Alan drove around a local park and played Pokemon Go. Lol. So he was happy when he came back to get me and he had hatched a few eggs in the meantime. The next day, we got our Christmas tree. Communication with all party wins again. Not a super exciting update, but I'm glad I was able to make everyone happy and still have a good holiday myself. I know Christmas is going to be very hard, but but with the lovely, supportive people I'm lucky enough to know, I'll be okay. Thanks again for your advice, all you kind folks. And then there was one more relevant comment which said, I'm definitely going to stay in their lives. They've made it very clear I'll always be part of the family. And I want it to stay that way while we're still living whatever life I can without my husband. It's not a fun position to be in, but if I can bring them happiness after losing their son so young, I will gladly oblige. And what a lovely thing to hear at the very end of that story that you know that they're still they're still sticking together after everything that's gone on. But what do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below. Now just a huge thank you for spending 20 to 30 minutes with me today getting involved in the stories. Your love, support and time always means the absolute world to me. Thank you so much and I will see you in the next one. Take care guys. Much love. Wake up, get up, stretch my legs, eat some breakfast, milk and eggs, brush my teeth up, wash my face, throw my clothes on, start my day. Wake up, I can smell the smoke from the bacon. Let's go, see the sun shining from the windows. Okay, I know that's a damn. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.